0: We're going to have a, it's just going to be two segments we're going to do tonight. And it has to do with uh, Joe Biden, that it's taking place today, and it's going to be about Donald Trump. We'll get more into that here in a little bit, uh, having to do with Colorado. But let's go ahead and let's get into the Constitution right now. Amendment 23, Presidential Vote for District of Columbia. Section 1, the District of... The district constituting the seat of government of the United States shall appoint appoint in such manner as the Congress may direct. A number of electors of the president and vice president equal to the whole number of senators and representatives in Congress to which the district would be entitled if it were a state. But in no event, more than the least populous state, they shall be in addition to those appointed by the status by the states, but they shall be considered for the purposes of the election of the president and vice president to be electors appointed to appointed by, the, by a state, and they shall meet in the district and perform such duties as provided by the twelfth article of the amendment. Section 2. The Congress shall have power to enforce this article by appropriate legislation, Amendment 23 of the Constitution. We will be right back. Welcome back to We The People podcast. This is the two segments we're going to have for tonight. Special counsel, Biden's classified documents, mishandling doesn't warrant charges. We'll get more into that one. And then Scott expresses doubt on attempts to remove Trump from Colorado ballot. So let's get right into it right off the bat. And here we are. Special counsel, Biden's classified documents, mishandling doesn't warrant charges. Special Counsel Robert Hur has released his report which concluded that the that that while President Joe Biden willfully retained and disclosed classified military and national security information he will not face criminal charges. Her's 345-page report on Biden's mishandling of Obama-era classified documents during his time as vice president and were delivered to Congress on Thursday. We concluded that the evidence does not establish Mr. Biden's guilt beyond a reasonable doubt. The report says, Prosecution of Mr. Biden is also unwarranted based on our consideration of the aggravating and Mitigating factors. Biden's con- uh, conduct presented serious risks to national security, given the, vol- the vulnerability of extraordinarily sensitive information to, law- to loss or a compromise to America's adversaries. But addressing those risks when, per- when pursuing criminal charges the only means available to this office is not to proper re- remedy here. The report continued. According to the report, FBI agents recovered these materials from the garage offices and basement den in Mr. Biden's Wilmington, Delaware home. Additionally, Biden kept unauthorized notebooks in unlocked drawers and in unsecure places in both his Virginia and Delaware homes. Biden often used notebooks during his time as vice president, especially during the president's daily briefing and during National Security Council meetings. The materials in this notebook marked classified documents about military and foreign policy in Afghanistan and notebooks containing Mr. Biden's handwritten entries about issues of national security and foreign policy implicating sensitive intelligence source and methods. During his investigation, Hurd discovered that Biden knew about the classified documents that were in his home in 2017, a time when he was a private citizen and no longer in the White House. Biden admitted that he shared some of the documents information with a ghostwriter prior to his memoirs being released. Biden's ghostwriter will not be charged with obstruction of justice due to deleting audio re- re- recordings and he had that were so significant evidentiary value after learning of the special counsel's appointment in this matter Mr. Biden's ghostwriter deleted audio rec- recordings he had created of his discussions with Mr. Biden during the writings of mr biden's 2017 memoirs the report said the recordings had significant evidentiary value her claimed that it is difficult to prosecute biden as he could appear as sympathetic well-meaning elderly man with poor memory to jurors it would be difficult to convince a jury that they should convicted convict him by then, the former president will into, well into his 80s of a serious felony that requires a mental state of wealth, willfulness. He said, "Mr. Biden would likely pre- present himself to a jury as he did during our interview of him, as a pathetic or as a sympathetic, well-meaning elderly man with a poor memory." her wrote adding that Biden is someone for whom many jurors will want to identify reason, reasonable doubt it was also re- revealed that Biden's memory is hazy the democrat did not remember when he when he was vice president and was unclear on the years he was Ob- obama's right hand man this reevaluate Reevaluation comes at a time where many citizens are worried about Biden and his competency to run the country. According to a poll from NBC, 76% of the voters are concerned about Biden's age. He is currently 81 years old. If he were elected to a second term, he would be 86 years old at the time he left office. Towards the end of the report, her went on to state that this case differs differs from Trump's mishandlings of documents because he claims Biden was cooperative with investigators while the 45th president was not. Mr. Trump allegedly did the opposite, her wrote. According to the indictment, he not only refused to return the documents for many months but he also obstructed justice. So let's go ahead and get into this with Joe Biden first. The man cannot remember when they asked him when his son happened to uh, pass away. He also couldn't remember when he was in office as uh, vice president when he entered or exited as vice president under Obama. He also could not remember when he became president of the United States, when that was asked of him from the special counsel. That's the reason why they said his memory was hazy. There was a lot of things he could not remember. It's like tonight when he comes out to have his First time uh, conference on speaking to the American public, and he speaks about um, the conflict that's going on with Hamas, between Hamas and, of course, Israel. And he turns around and says that he's talking to the President, President Sisi of Mexico, which. I don't know how many of you know, but the president of CC is actually the president of Egypt, not Mexico. And why would he be talking to Mexico? I don't have no idea. But it's also like earlier this week where we've already discussed this also. He claimed to have been speaking to dead people from that have passed away like five years ago, all the way back to the, the man that he said he talked to from France being at, G, at the G7 conference that died in 96. So a lot of these things don't make any sense when you're looking at that. So now let's get back into this. They're saying that they cannot pro- they are not able to prosecute against him because he would look sympathetic a sympathetic, a sympathetic poor elderly man that has poor memory, and they would, they, they would have a hard time trying to convict him. Uh, on that part, I'd have to say that it's not up to him to make that decision. It would be up to the jurors, but we all know where that would take place would be Washington, D.C., so what would end up happening? Yes, they would probably end up feeling sorry for him and letting him go, and he'd be on his merry way, with ice cream, that he lo- that he always loves to ha- uh, eat. <coughs> now, he did get upset tonight and got mad at uh, a couple of reporters for, uh, like Peter Ducey, where he had asked him about um, his age and also on his co- cognitive state of his memory. And then you have another one that had asked about what he believed about, now that this had been brought out, on how the American people, as voters, do question on whether he's competent to be able to be, be president of the United States, and now this justifies it. And he turns around and tells her that it's that it's... Her as the reporter that's causing causing that that problem, and not the American people. It's it's it's, real, it's going to the American people because of the reporters. When he's the one that's doing it himself every time he speaks. And then he told per- Peter Ducey of Fox that, "Oh yeah, I lost, I do have my mind. My, I am losing my memory because I'm allowing you to speak." <coughs> that's what he said. But then he turns around and tries to say that um, he, turned, he changed what was being said in the report to saying that uh, he's not being charged of anything because he didn't do anything wrong. That's not what, the, that's not what was said there. Because if you see the pictures of what took place, the top secret documents were in boxes that were damaged. They weren't even sealed properly, nothing. He also said that he had no no idea that he had uh, top secret information at his house. That they had been moved to the uh, garage now. Uh, that he had some at his office. That he's he, he's blaming it on his, uh, his staff. I guess that's the cleaning people, I guess. That he has t- uh, taken care of his homes. He's blaming it on them. Why the documents are in different places is not secured. But if you see those pictures from his house, his office in Washington, D.C., and his house from um, the Beach House, compared to the pictures that were taken at Mar-a-Lago, you'll see that the pictures at Mar-a-Lago for Trump, they're in well-sealed, perfectly stacked, in locked uh, filing cabinets, while... Joe Biden just has them in the in the garage, just sitting on the floor, with with boxes falling apart, and these documents are just hanging out in there. And that's whether if it's in the garage, or in the di- uh, the den, or the house down at the beach, or in his office at in that closet over in uh, in Washington D.C. They were all treated the same way. Not being taken care of and not being able to keep from being able to know what what, what might be in the boxes. That's what's sad about that. On top of that, they, they, they're bringing... Um, the main deal is that they're not willing to bring charges because they believe that the um, jury's not going to... Uh, any jury will not convict him because of his elderly age and the way how he just comes off as a slow person with a, uh, a bad memory, that he's losing his memory. Well, knowing that this is in a final document from the special counsel saying that he's incompetent, he's uh. He actually has some kind of memory issue. That he has a health issue state taking place that for all these years that they've been trying to go after Donald Trump to get him out with the 25th Amendment. Saying that he was uh, he was in a cognitive state. Well, we actually have a president right now that has that problem. There it is. It's right there for the taking for the Republicans to remove him out of office because you can't get it in any more plain English that the special counsel is not able to prosecute against him, to charge him with anything, because he cannot remember when he was in office as vice president. He can't remember when he became president. He probably don't even remember what day it took place. He sure doesn't remember that Sisi is the president of uh, Egypt and not Mexico. Which at least finally it's a it's a, a person that's alive, not one that's dead, that he's talking to. Because other than that, earlier this week, the man's been talking to dead people. But yet you see the two different deals. Because you got to understand, no matter what, charges should have been put on Biden because one he was vice president of the United States. Only the only the presidents. Only the president of the United States is able to declassify. This was a big deal when Clinton was in office and they, then and, and it went in that direction and the judge said, no, he's the president of the United States. He has the right to go ahead and declassify. And you've had that take place. Every president has always done it. He wasn't president. He was vice president, taking top top secret documents home, taking notes and keeping those notes about top top secret information that was spoke of in notebooks. As a senator of the United States, going back, what he said was seventy years, which kind of doesn't make any sense because he's like seventy one. Anyways, but I'll say going back in about 50 years, he was only a senator and he had no business taking documents home from him. And he was saying he doesn't know how they attached the how the documents attached to the to his being and left. That sounds like somebody that, you know, goes out to the store and robs then says, "Well, I don't know, I didn't do it. It just happened to be in my pocket. <laughs> I didn't I didn't touch it. It just fell in there as I passed by it." That's basically what he's saying. But yeah, he can't remember anything. And it's sad. He got mad because he said, I can't remember when my, when my son passed away, which there probably is times he probably does remember. But with if he has dementia, he's going to be struggling with the fact that he can't remember. And he, that's one of the things he's going he's to forget about. It's not on purpose. But when a question is asked, when is it that your son passed away and he's not able to answer it, the man is saying that he was not able to remember when his son passed away. It's not the man wasn't saying that he doesn't remember because he don't care. He's just saying that the man did not remember when this question was asked. So now this shows to all you American people this man has no business being as president of the United States. You guys have seen it from the report that was given put out today on top of how he was at the, um, the speaking that he had tonight out of the White House. And with the questions that were asked of him tonight also. And also talking about a president that is a president of a different country, not Mexico. That has nothing to do with Hamas and Israel and all that stuff either. And then where they bring up about Donald Trump... That's a whole different matter. The man was the president of the United States. If you, Like I said, if you look at the pictures from mar a and you look at the pictures from the homes and the office of Joe Biden, one takes care of documents like he didn't even care what they were, while the other one knew that they were, pe- they were important information. He took care of them. They were sealed in boxes and they were locked up in his home well the other one just had it in the garage or on the floor or in the dining room or in the den or in his office or in the closet i mean you tell me which one which one which which one's doing the right i don't care if he's following he's uh being cooperative on everything that they say even even a criminal will be cooperative with with the police or with the judge or with his lawyer or with the DA after he's done committed the crime. That doesn't mean that he didn't do it. <laughs> They've already found him guilty because of the evidence they have. He's just cooperating with them. With, um, with Trump, I can understand why he was like, I'm not returning him. It was my right to be able to bring him home. I'm able to de- declassify. I am the, I was the president of the United States. The president has the the authority to declassify. So what it was stuff that he was that he was keeping for personal items for himself. So would you not as you as an individual out there would you not want to be able to keep stuff if you had the capability to go ahead and declassify things? You would. Because maybe it had to do with the a state dinner that, you, that was there and you want to keep the menu or the guest list just to be able to have something to, re, to remember it by. Whatever the case might be, but the, Christmas, um, the White House Christmas, um, some briefings that maybe after a while wasn't as important as it was at the moment that it took place after it was already released to the public on what took place. And it's just something that for later, for maybe uh, the presidential library that, he's, that he may create later. Just these different things. He's the president of the United States. He's able to do that. And yet they're prosecuting against him for that fact that he was like, no, I'm not going to give them up because this is, I ha- there's the purpose of why I have them. They're personal to me. They're personal items. They're something that I'm going to use later because I'm able to. People don't think about that. I mean, how every president has a president, uh, a presidential library. There's things that they have in that presidential library from when they were president. And yet, you have this man that was never president. He was only vice president. And he was a senator of the U- of the United States, and he's just taking stuff. And then, apparently, he forgot that he even had those documents, and that all of a sudden he's blaming. Like he does blame everything on Trump. Now he's blaming this with the documents on his housekeepers. I'm like, really? Isn't that still your responsibility? That's your home? Here we are. But for right now, this man gave the opening to get rid of Joe Biden out of being the president of the United States because he said that he's incompetent to stand trial. That's why they're not charging him because he can't, he'll, he'll struggle to be able to answer any questions in front of a jury because he cannot remember. That's the 25th Amendment right there that they've been trying to go after Trump, Donald Trump all this time. The 25th Amendment is able to be used against Biden now. Let's see if Congress will do it because Congress has has it gift-wrapped right to them right now. So let's wait to see what ha- what takes place on that part. We'll be right back after this. Back to We the People podcast. This is the second segment for tonight's episode. Scottis expresses doubt on attempts to remove Trump from Colorado ballot. The Supreme Court of the United States met on Thursday to discuss whether efforts to remove the 45th President Donald, Donald J. Trump from the presidential ballot in Colorado are valid. The case, Trump versus Anderson, centers around the idea that due to his alleged actions on January 6, 2021, Trump is eligible to be removed from the ballot due to qualifying under the definition of Section 3 of the 14th Amendment. The 14th Amendment, Section 3 of the Constitution states, No person shall hold any office under the United States who have who having previously taken an oath as a member of Congress or as an officer of the United States to support the Constitution of the United States shall have engaged in insurrection or rebellion against the same or given aid or comfort to the enemies thereof. Trump's team argued that his alleged actions during this time as president do not qualify him under the definition. During the two hours of remarks the nine justices of the Supreme Court appeared skeptical of the idea to ban Trump from the ballot. Some of their questions suggested support for Trump in the ballot in the ballot dispute. Chief Justice John Roberts raised his concern about the ser- the severe consequences that would come from banning the former president. Additionally, he wondered if booting him from the ballot in Colorado would lead to other states following in the footsteps and removing other candidates based off of political political motivations. Counsel, what do you do with the what it seems to be to be pl- the the plain consequences of your position? Roberts asked Jason Murray, the attorney for Colorado voters. If Colorado's position is upheld, surely there will be disqualification proceedings on the other side, and some of those will sec- will secede. I would expect that the goodly number of s- number of states will say, "Whomever the Democrat candidate is, you're off the ballot." Just as Brett Kavanaugh questioned Murray on what the word "insurrection" means according to the Constitution. When you look at Section 3, the term insurrection jumps out, Kavanaugh said. The questions are, what what does that mean? How do you define it? Who decides? Who decides whether someone engaged in it? He also pointed to the fact that Trump has not been convicted of insurrection. The toughest questions for the prosecution came from the left-leaning justices. Justice Brown questioned why the word president wasn't listed in Section 3 of the 14th Amendment? Why didn't they put the word president in the very enumerated list in Section 3? Brown asked Murray. The things that really is troubling to me is, I totally understand your argument, but they were listing people that were barred, and president is not there. And so, I guess that you just make I guess that just makes me more worried that maybe they weren't focusing on the president. Justin Elena Kagan questioned why a single state should have the authority to decide who is and isn't allowed to run for president. Why should a single state have the ability to make this determination not only for their own citizens but also for the nation, she asked. Trump gave remarks once The arguments were finished. He stated that the oral argument were a beautiful process and that he hopes that democracy in the country will continue. I just finished watching the Supreme Court, you know, like to watch in many respects. It's unfortunate that we have to go through this, through the thing like that, Trump told reporters at Mar-a-Lago. I consider to be more election interference by the Democrats that what's they're doing. Good news is we're leading virtually every poll. I'm glad that the Supreme Court did ask the attorney that's representing representing Colorado. I'm not going to say the Colorado voters because the Colorado voters, there are Republicans there that their right to be able to vote it would be taken away. The other thing I'm glad to see what they're saying is if they would uphold this with for Colorado that would allow for any state to go ahead and just take somebody off their ballot that they don't agree upon that would be republican states taking off democrat um, candidates it's just a whole slew of mess that the Demo- the democrats themselves are creating the other thing is is to see and I'm glad that they all uh, all agreed Donald J. Trump has never been convicted of uh, insurrection. So how do you throw a person that's never been com- uh, convicted of an insurrection get thrown off of a ballot when he's innocent? You got to be first convicted of something to be able to get thrown off of something. And he's not convicted of anything. He also didn't stand up there with the on January 6th with them at the building and breaking into it, as you see with senators and congresswomen and women that from the democrat side standing there going after the justices and saying that don't let them don't let them rest stay on them be in the bathroom with them isn't that an insurrection because you're standing there with them in front of them telling them to do so that's the difference that's an insurrection this isn't. He just told them to do march peacefully in protest. If you remember, that was his words when he spoke that day. He didn't tell him to go break into it, as you've seen the Democrats do when it came to the justices. Or anybody else that was a Republican to, like the one in Arizona, follow him in the bathroom, go with them at the restaurant, be in their face. That's what the Democrats said. For all you people out there, thank you for listening. God bless you, my listeners, the my fellow Americans all across the world, our men and women that serve the um, military. Good night.